Kia ora, this is Not Truths, the podcast where I, Jules, convince people of conspiracies or paranormal happenings down in Aotearoa, that's New Zealand. Today I'm joined by a very close friend of mine, Troy J. Malcolm, and this episode's Not Truth is the Fiordland Moose Conspiracy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> An aim for this podcast that I wanted to do was I really wanted to bring on funny, prolific people from the community. Of course, of course. Uh, what's your job, Troy? I do nothing. I, <laughs> I walk dogs. In the 20th century, Thomas Dunn was the head of New Zealand's tourist and health resorts department. He wanted to import exotic creatures to New Zealand for game hunting. Don made a recommendation to the New Zealand Prime Minister of the time, Sir Joseph Ward, who contacted a governor in Canada asking for assistance in completing what he hoped to be the largest game reserve in the world by acquiring some Canadian moose. <laughs> That's the thing we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm hooked. He asked for assistance in getting some moose so that they could hunt them <laughs> for sport. Which one? Which sport? Yeah. Soccer. Like, oh, of course. I did think the game was lacking in moose. And... It's like, it's kind of a, um, a, a polo type thing. It's in horse. Yeah, you do it on moose bat. They tried to introduce moose to New Zealand twice. Once in the 1900s, four moose were released near Hokitika. But that first venture was ultimately unsuccessful. What do you consider an unsuccessful sport hunting exercise they were too tame oh okay <laughs> to be i don't think i don't hunted? think oh well okay so four moose arrived that huh. time but there were 10 that were shipped so most they of them missing, died on the boat on the way sense. <laughs> they were abducted <laughs> this is a game of oh, guess no. the conspiracy now yeah i'm sorry <laughs> so the moose are abducted to be they just died socket Athletes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. In 1910, the Southland Acclimation Society gave it another go, eventually getting a handful of moose into the lower South Island. In autumn of 1910, the NZGSS Hinamoa brought 10 crates containing moose to Supper Cove in the Fiordlands. There were six females and four males, and they were all less than a year old. When the moose stepped onto the beach, some were a bit rattled and tried to return to their crates, but the crewmen tipped them out of the boxes, and in a panic, one of the moose attacked one of the other ones and broke its leg. And then all of the sailors were just like, well, I guess our job's done. <laughs> and they just Fucked left. Off. Just left? They didn't, they didn't have anything to track the moose with, and they didn't have, like... Leashes. <laughs> what? No, they were just like, let's just let them go. <laughs> so they left the moose. <laughs> and they had no way to track them or anything. There have been some official sightings of the moose over the years. A man named Eddie Herrick saw and shot two moose in total, one in 1929 and one in 1934. The moose Herrick shot in 1929 was missing its right front leg, which has led some people to believe that it was one of the original moose, the one that got its legs broken when it was released. 1952 was the last official sighting of the moose, uh, in which three deer colours went out into the woods and one of them shot one in self-defence and brought back its head, which is why it's one of the last 
official verified sightings. They also took a bunch of photos and those are the last official photos as well of the moose in New Zealand. It's important to note that there is a precedent for animals going missing in the fjordlands. In the early 20th century there were myths about a bird called the Notorinus which was a round bluebird that lived alongside the moa which was a large emu type creature that is now extinct. The Notorinus was presumed extinct in 1897, but 50 years later a doctor from Invercargill went searching for it and found one. Today the Notorinus is better known as the Takahi and they're quite common. The last known photographs, as we talked about, were only taken a few years after the Takahi's rediscovery. But you're implying these moose have lasted years and years, or, or reproduced, I'm assuming. Well, there were six females and four males, so yeah, they could have had sex and babies. That is what happens when a girl moose... <laughs> when, when two boy moose... No, wait, how long... When four boy moose love six girl moose. And they've got a whole forest to hide around in. Yep. Who knows what they're going to get up to. Fucking good game of hide and seek. In 1972, two men, Jim Hilton and Ken Tustin, found a cast deer antler while on a moose survey with the Forest Services Field and Range Experimental Station at Rangiora. It was only one or two seasons old, which should have been from a living moose at the time. Ken Tustin was so convinced by the antler that he went on to put up cameras in the Fiordland forests in hopes of capturing some of the moose on video. He only caught one image of a moose in 1995, but the pictures were too blurry to convince some people. The camera was in time-lapse mode, so the image was blurry and the camera only took pictures every four seconds. But it does look like a moose, and you can see on his camera pictures of red deer, and they look comparatively very different. So he thinks he saw a moose in 1995, and it's officially unconfirmed, but it looks like a moose. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you made officially unconfirmed sound like you're fucking hiding it from us. Oh, well... <laughs> I mean... In 2001 and 2002, some hair was found out in the fjordlands around about Moose Creek or Herrick Creek, and the hair was sent away to Canada and confirmed as being moose hair. Because of the pummeling rain, the hairs were only likely to last a month, dating the moose to this century. A really big difference between the red deer and the way that moose eat. The deer plucks leaves from a branch individually, but a moose, because they have no teeth in their upper jaw, eat violently. They lock onto a branch and strip it horizontally before jerking their heads and snapping the branch. And there's evidence all around the forest of like this kind of foraging. Hmm. How many out of four antlers, <laughs> how convinced are you of moose being in the field ones? Still? Or, yeah, or, now, or at to all? This day, yes. To this day. Well, no, because they were there, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I was pretty convinced. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the, the conspiracy is they're still there to this day, but I feel like there's a lot of evidence there. There has been a lot of evidence that you've laid down in front of me. 
I have to admit, I'm at about four antlers, potentially even five. Five out of four antlers. Five out of four antlers convinced. Not true. Confirmed. <laughs> we I'm, haven't proven anything, but you think But it's I've real. been convinced. So convinced. 100% 100 convinced. Over 100, because it was five out of four. 30%. That's amazing. I don't know. Okay, well, there's a last part that I wanted to do for this. I'm so excited. This is where you bring the mousse in. <laughs> Chocolate mousse, um, please. No. Oh. I thought that, uh, that it would be really pertinent to uh, write a song for each of the things that we talk about on this podcast. Um, so I just want you to, like, riff what you've learned. Two. Oh, that's not in key at all. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a really good bit had it been. Moose. Fjordlands. In the Fjordlands. Moose. Moose. They're from all lands. Moose. <laughs> <laughs> they live in the forest. Or do they? Oh, I think they do. Do you? Moose. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. I hated it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for appearing on Not Truths. You're welcome. I plan to come back season two for the Puma back when I. You don't get to choose. Back when In I've... fact, it's three and get out of my room. <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, nope. Goodbye. Oh. See you later. Goodbye forever.